I am back with another episode of the Get Fit Lose Weight podcast show. So uh, welcome back if you've been before. If you haven't been, this podcast is all about helping you to get fit and lose weight. In today's episode, I'm going to speak about the most 10 common mistakes when trying to lose weight. Now, just to give you a bit of background into this, I'm a a certified personal trainer. I've been a personal trainer for a long time, maybe, I don't know, 15, 16, 17 years, it's around there. So I've built up quite a good idea of, you know, what works, what doesn't, and there's a lot of things out there which maybe don't work. And uh, you may not know if you're new to starting to lose weight or new to exercising. I think this is going to really help you. It will give you a very good uh, structure and things to look out for. Now, even if you take away two or three of these things, it's going to help you. You may be in the middle of your weight loss journey. You may be considering starting your weight loss journey. Or you may be plateauing. So you've started and it's all not happening and you're like, what's going on? Well, some of these might resonate with you. So if you want to take a list or write this down or just listen to the podcast again, that's probably the easiest way. So I'm going to go through the list that I found with my clients because I do this day in, day out in my personal training job. Uh, I do it full time and there's not probably a day goes past that I don't speak to someone about weight loss. And I know things that that these are the main things I think worth knowing. So number one, I've written my list of 10 here. They're in no particular order, actually. Some are um, very common, some aren't so common. So let's get through the 10 common mistakes when trying to lose weight. Now, number one, focusing only on the scales you stand on. This is the scales, you know, the ones which everyone obsesses over, they get on them in the morning, weigh themselves, it's either gone up or gone down, hasn't moved and the whole day's ruined because you think you put on a bit of weight. Well, in actual fact, um, I would recommend you certainly don't weigh yourself every day because your weight can fluctuate so much for so many different reasons. It can be hormonal changes, especially in women. And it just might be you've you've drank fluids or, you know, you're, you've still got stuff in your system. So do not focus just on the scale. And I've only had this conversation this morning with someone because it doesn't tell you the whole picture. This, if you've got scales that just tell your weight, you don't know what what it's weighing. Okay, you know it's weighing you, but... What's the breakdown? What's your body composition? There could be many reasons that the scale is saying you, you're you weighing more. It could be that you've drank some water. It could be that um, you may have put on a little bit of muscle, which is going to weigh a bit more. It may not be that you put on body fat. You may have put a bit of muscle on and lost a bit of body fat and the scale hasn't moved. So you're thinking, oh, this is rubbish. The plan my personal trainer has given me isn't working. Well, actual fact, it is working. You've lost body fat, put on a bit of muscle, but the scale you're standing on does not know that. It does not know. It's just weighing the total weight of your body. All right. So really, this is something, if you don't listen to anything else in this podcast, 
listen to this first one because this can help you loads. Um, so the scale can be used as part of measuring your what's going on with your body composition, but not the only way. I recommend to use, if you're going to, there's some scales you can get which will take different readings. They're not always accurate, to be honest. Like there's ones that do your body fat, your BMI, your muscle percentage. Um, I use one at the gym, which is quite good actually. There's, there's, I think there's some rubbish ones out there, but this one's pretty good we've got at my gym. All right, and I always tell people it's not dead on accurate. Don't take this as, you know, it's exactly what it says. However, it tends to work and it tends to make sense with the results we get. So... Uh, when I do, if I do use this as part of weighing clients, I always look at the breakdown because sometimes the overall weight hasn't changed, but then the body fat's gone down, the muscle percentage has gone up, which makes sense. So I hope you're sort of getting what I'm saying about these scales. People are fixated on the overweight, but you shouldn't be. I mean, you can weigh yourself once a week or once every two weeks, but certainly no more than that, where else you can get very sort of, just lose interest if the scales aren't doing what you want. You can go by um, things like measuring your waist with a tape measure, and there there is obviously things you've got to make sure you do. You've got to, you've got to measure yourself in the same place every time. Um, otherwise, you can get readings that don't tell you anything. And also, if you're pulling the tape too tight or too loose, you can also make readings that aren't real. Also, you can use your clothes to see how they fit and pictures. So, you know, some people I train don't even weigh themselves at all. They just use the other ones, clothes, pictures, and we go by that. So, yeah, just be mindful of that. Do not focus on the scales only. I hope that maybe helps some people. Right, the next one I've got down is another mistake people make when trying to lose weight is they're not lifting weights, so i.e. strength training. Um, Doing resistance training or strength training, it really promotes weight loss. There's a whole host of benefits to strength training, more than I'm going to mention today. This thing about um, years ago, I think, where if someone wanted to lose weight, they'd automatically think they had to go on the treadmill, the bike, the rower, and be absolutely exhausted, soaked in sweat. That is not the case, okay, anymore. And if if any trainer or anyone tells you the way to lose weight is to do loads of cardio, sack them, fire them, get rid of them, because they have no idea what they're talking about. Now, don't get me wrong, there is a place for some cardiovascular exercise. We all know it's very good for your heart, your lungs, your system, your cardiovascular system. However, it is not the big driving force behind weight loss. Okay, So if you are someone who's trying to lose weight and you're, you're doing loads of running, down the gym, rowing, cycling and not lifting any weights, you are really doing it wrong. You're doing it completely wrong. You can maybe keep one of your cardio sessions in, but focus more sessions on resistance training, which is strength training. There's resistance machines you can use in the gym if you're new, or if you're more advanced, you can do free weights. 
But, um, you know, you're not going to get mega muscly, which is someone something they always say to me. I don't want to use the weights because I don't want to get muscly. I want to lose weight. Don't worry about it. You're not going to get muscly. And if you did want to get muscly, you probably couldn't anyway. It's not that easy. You will get some strength in your muscles and you may see some tone, which is going to burn more calories in the long run. It will speed up your metabolic rate. Just quickly, the re- in a simple version of how it works, if you've got slightly more muscle mass, that muscle mass requires more calories to maintain the size. So because it maintains the size and it requires more calories, you're going to burn more calories while you're sat down at home doing nothing. It speeds up your metabolism, which is one of the ways it's so beneficial for weight loss. And also it makes you look better. Who wants to lose weight and be a saggy old bones and skin? You want some tone on your arms, legs or wherever, on your abs. So add in the weight training. It can help boost your metabolic rate, increase muscle mass and promote fat loss. So get on that one for sure. Now the next one, I think this is number three. Uh, Another one I see is Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG. And we're the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. Overestimating how many calories you burn during exercise. Okay? So many people believe they burn a lot more calories than they actually are. So if you actually ask people what they think they burn, and I've done this in the gym, they massively overestimate it which makes them think they can eat a lot more food when they get home. So um, if you start looking at labels or things you eat and getting a rough guide of the food you're consuming, how many calories it takes, how how many calories you're taking on, then you start looking at the machines and they tell you a rough guide of how many calories you've burnt on the, in the gym you will notice you don't burn probably as much as you think. Now, the machines will, the machines in the gym, like the treadmills and the bikes, they normally, most machines will give you a calorie readout telling you how many calories you've burnt. Again, this is not mega accurate, so don't go to the number. It's a very, very rough guide. It doesn't know that much about you to give you an accurate reading. However, it's going to put you on a a, not a bad track to give you an idea of how long your 20 minute bike ride how many calories you burnt so for example you go to gym and you burn 20 calories or say you do a say you do a 30 minute bike ride and it says you've burnt 200 calories you may have worked quite hard for that 200 calories and you go home and you look at the packet of crisps you're going to eat 
and the bar of chocolate. And I'd imagine that those 200 calories have all been put on and more. So as a little, as a little exercise you can do, just start taking note of the calorie count on the gym machines if you're doing cardiovascular exercise. Add it up. You might be on 100 calories on the rower, 150 on the bike, whatever. Add them up as a rough guide. The next time you're eating, have a look at on the label how many calories in the food you're eating. And I guarantee you, you're probably going to be shocked at how easily you can go over the calories you've actually burned in the gym. That is a big one. Um, overestimating how many calories you have burnt. You know, things like these days on the what on your watch, you can tell you roughly how many calories you've done if you've done a run outside. That's really good. Just just be mindful of it and just keep keep in mind and ha- and do it one day. Just have a look at the calories you think you're burning, what it says on the machines, and it'll be maybe a bit of a game changer for you. So, in summary, studies show that people tend to overestimate the number of calories they burn during exercise. Interesting. Number four. I think we're on number four. I should have numbered these. So, not eating enough protein. Now, I know everyone bangs on about this. And I've done, you know, in my podcast... You're probably sick to death of me going on about increase your protein, but it really is it's a scientific fact. Getting enough protein is important if you're trying to lose weight. You know, in fact, it's been shown uh, to help the weight loss in several ways. It can reduce your appetite and it also increases the feeling of fullness. It can lower the amount of weight regained. And also maintain or increase your metabolic rate, which I mentioned before. And it also protects the muscle mass during weight loss. So you don't want to lose muscle mass in weight loss. So eating protein will really help that. I mean, how good is it? It reduces your appetite. Can you think of anything better you'd rather have when you're trying to lose weight than eating something which actually makes you eat less? (laughs) I mean, it's a no-brainer, and I always give it that little twist. You can eat something which actually reduces your appetite. So it, for weight loss, it's absolutely perfect. You know, if you're not sure how to do it, you can just take on a bit of protein with each meal. You know, you don't have to take on gallons and gallons and tons of protein. But if you, as a rough guide, have a look at your your nutrition habits... Do you take on any protein? Some people don't take hardly anything. If you start introducing protein, a little bit of protein in each meal, that's going to be a huge jump. Yes, you can decide how many grams of protein per body weight, you know, how many grams of protein you want per kilogram of body weight or something like that. But that's down the line. Don't worry about it. Just add in some protein in your meals. And you might find that... um, you know, it helps. It's not limited just to meat, you know, you can have it in other ways as well. So add that in. High protein intake may promote weight loss by reducing appetite. It increases feelings of fullness and boosting metabolic rate. Lovely. 
How good is that? Right, the next one. Um, I think we're number five. Eating too often, even if you're not hungry. Now, do you remember the conventional advice has been to eat every few hours to prevent hunger and drop in your metabolic rate? Um, That's not really the case. Actually, I was reading this. This may lead to consuming more calories than your body needs over the course of the day. You may also never completely feel full. So, you know, that I remember being in the industry when all this started, that you had to eat every two or three hours, or else your, um, <laughs> your metabolic rate slowed down, something like that. That is no longer... Um, no longer the case at all and the recommendation to eat breakfast every morning regardless of your appetite also appears to be a bit misguided now now let's read your study quip one study asked so one study asked women who didn't usually eat breakfast to add in a meal before 8 30 a.m for four weeks it found that those who ate breakfast consumed more calories in each day and gained weight by the end of the study so you do not have to eat breakfast every day. I think the advice is eating only when you're hungry seems to be the key to losing weight. It's one of the keys. But this advice that you have to have breakfast and you have to eat every two or three hours is outdated. It may work for you, but if you're plateauing and you're not losing weight and you're having breakfast and you don't really want it, ditch it. You don't need it. Um... Try it. Try all these things. By the way, um, if you want to sort of get in contact or you've got any questions or you've got any comments, you can visit my Get Fit Lose Weight podcast Facebook group. Okay, what I'll do is I'll leave the link in the show notes. And it's a private group. It's just for people who listen to the podcast. And if you click on the link and asked to join the group I'll accept you in obviously then you'll be able to get some tips and strategies and there's videos on there of me if you're interested what I look like or you might not be (laughs) I'm on there as well there's pictures and all stuff to do with weight loss so if you are interested in that just go to the show notes I've written it in the description there and click on it and I'll let you in and you can be uh, you can interact interact a bit and um be part of the Facebook group. Um, I've only just started it, actually, the Facebook group. I just checked it, and I've got, like, over a 1,000 people in it already. Unbelievable, actually. Okay, right, let's crack on. Next one. This is quite a big one as well. Having unrealistic expectations. So setting weight loss and other health-related goals can help you keep motivated but having an unrealistic expectation is common and may work against you so if you're looking to lose a stone in a week not good you need to be realistic about what you're going to lose now I know everyone wants to lose weight quick and our job is to make sure people don't lose weight quick and they lose it as safe 
rate. This day and age, every, everyone wants everything done yesterday. I understand that. However, you're better to reel back your expectations and set a realistic goal that you think you can hit. There's no point in having a goal which is way out your league because you'll just get fed up if, when it doesn't happen. So, if you're if you have a goal and it's weight loss, it may be you know quite helpful to choose something practical, such as a five percent or ten percent drop in weight at a rate of about one or two pounds per week. This will probably improve your ability to meet, you know, your goal while losing weight at a healthy speed. And things unrealistic expectations may lead to frustration as well. If you set practical goals, help you increase your chance of meeting them while losing weight at a decent rate. So I always go for about one to two pounds per week with people. And that is very, very manageable. Most people, without turning into like an absolute miserable wreck because they can't eat anything, most people can normally do a pound or two pound a week on a sensible weight loss nutritional plan just by changing their habits. So have a look at your expectations. You know, it's good to have a goal. But don't be ridiculous about it. It is certainly not a sprint. It's a marathon. And you've got to be in it for the long run. If you can change your eating habits for longer than six months to eight months. And you can do it comfortably. That's a really good sign that you've chosen some really good strategies. If your goal, your expectations are too high, you will not last. Because what will happen is you will not meet them ever. You might say, right, I want to lose lose four or five pounds a week. So how do you think you're going to feel when you realize that you've only lost one pound? You're like, oh, but I want to lose five. And you just get a bit disheartened. You're thinking, all the work I'm doing isn't working. However, if your goal is one to two pounds and you lose one pound, well, that's your goal. And you're far better off to do it slower. There's a mass of research out there that suggests if you lose weight quick, you'll put it on again and also a lot more. So just have a think about that one. I move on to the next one. The next one I've got written down here is not tracking what you eat in any way. So it can help if you track what you eat. Okay, and I'm not talking going crazy with all all, but taking some notes down of what you eat. It can help get an ac- an accurate picture of your calorie and your nutrient consumption as well as providing accountability, which is a big one. And there's a study here. One study found that people who log their food once a day lost 0.63% more of their body weight each month than people who log meals once per month. 
Those who log meals and work out more frequently also lost more weight. Um, and you know, in addition to food, you, there's most online tracking sites and apps allow you to enter your daily exercise. Logging each of these areas may give you a better understanding of your overall health. So, if you track what you eat, now you don't have to do it all the time, but I would suggest tracking a full week of what you eat and write everything down everything you eat even if it's bad you know i say if you have ice creams write it all down over a week and include obviously saturday and sunday because that's when most people can go off a bit track and all it will do is it will make you aware of what you're eating and just highlight things you think you may be able to cut out or change to something more of a healthier option um it's a good little thing to do because you may think you're eating good, but when you write it down and go over it, it may not look as good. It may look not good at all. And you're like, right, I'm pleased I did that because I can change things around a bit. So try tracking what you eat. However you want to do it, write it in your phone, write it down, whatever works. I'm gonna, I've got one more here. And the last one I want to speak about is not reading food labels. You may be missing out on vital pieces of information. Start reading the food labels. Start familiarizing yourself with the calories in that particular thing you're buying. Uh, the salt in there. Fat, protein, start start looking at it and familiarizing yourself with it. Because, you know, this overlooking or misreading the label information may lead to consuming unwanted extra calories. Because there's a lot of sort of foods that are labeled with healthy sounding food claims on the front of the package. And they may give you like a false belief about the content of a certain item. So to get the most complete information about your food, it's important to look at the ingredient list and the nutrition facts label on the back of the container because it's going to get you thinking about how many calories is in that. Then you may remember we, we spoke about earlier about how many calories you burn, for example, 20 minutes on the bike. Then all of a sudden you may think, wow, I've got to do 20 minutes on a bike to eat half of this to burn the same calories off. And when you start thinking about things like that, I think it's quite useful not to get obsessed about it. But if you work out how many calories you burn in the gym to what you're eating on a daily basis, it becomes a massive part because obviously weight loss is about being in a, in a calorie deficit, which in other words, you want to be taking on less calories than your body needs certainly not more you start gaining weight so i hope that sort of i hope that sort of made a bit of sense um in that list now obviously there is a lot more things but i wanted to pick out the main ones there's a lot more but even if you 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 looked at that list or you heard the list and thought well 
I do all of those, but there's one thing that I heard there that I haven't done or I'm not doing, then it was worth listening to this podcast because if you take one thing away that may be the thing you need to get you out of the plateau, it was worth doing. Um, if you're not doing any of those yet, then this is going to be amazingly useful for you. If you're doing 50% of those, then well done. Try adding in the other 50% you've heard about today. And remember, if you have got any questions or you want me to do a podcast on anything else, go in the show notes, click on the link, join the Get Fit, Lose Weight podcast Facebook group. I'll accept you in. Then we can speak there. We can go over things. I can do videos on there, whatever you want. And until the next time, take care and I'll see you again soon.